it was i don't know as much of a meh game as you can you can almost you know uh, quantify as as meh um you know we saw some good chances going both ways uh some flashes of i don't want to say dis- like desperation but uh definitely it seemed like in a, in the most roundabout way it seemed like the most meh playoff style game ever like does that kind of like it, it felt like a playoff game but at the same time it was very mediocre I, I like I don't know how how else to kind of put it into words the, the way that I like to, to put things that um, uh, of all the games the Calgary Flames have played this season this was one of them that was not uh, an overly inspiring effort I don't think from um, from Calgary in this game um, but I, it was never going to be a game that was going to be super duper inspiring from a, a Calgary perspective but um, coming off of that Nashville game you, you knew this was going to be a bit of a deflated game a little bit I think there's a couple of talking points to to come out of this one for me um one Johnny Gaudreau gets to 40 and two Jacob Markstrom was actually in net for this game um let's start with Johnny Gaudreau the Flames now have three 40 goal scorers on their team that's quite a few uh that's three more than most teams have um so from from a Calgary perspective and from a Johnny Gaudreau perspective I don't even know if I have a question just kind of gush about how good Johnny Gaudreau is oh my goodness yeah I mean we've been pumping his tires all year as uh, in this fan base. And it almost seems at times that he wasn't getting enough, uh, enough recognition league wide until it was, you know, a hundred points and everybody was like, Holy crap, this guy's doing something. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it should come as no surprise. I think the funniest thing too is not everybody, but, but a lot of people wrote off Johnny Gaudreau when Daryl Sutter, uh, came in and started coaching again for his second tenure as Flames head coach. People wrote him off. Oh, you know, this is the end of Johnny Gaudreau. He'll never fit into Daryl Sutter's system. And the best thing I think that's happened was was obviously him coming in and, and Guy Gaudreau said, uh, either way, whatever, the, the Flames TV host, I've drawn a blank. Uh, oh, uh, Brendan Parker. Brandon Parker. But anyways, he, um, yeah, yeah. So he was saying, you know, the best thing that could have happened to my son is having uh you know, is having him come, him, Daryl Sutter, come in and coach him because he coaches the same way I coached. And that's the way that John was used to uh, being coached growing up. So um, I think Daryl Sutter has a lot to do with the turnaround. But at the same time, we all knew that Johnny had this in him. We saw a 99 point season with him not long ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it really shouldn't come as much of a surprise. No, and I, I will. I will be perfectly honest. Um, uh, as I was still a media member at the time, um, I, I was one of those who thought, "Oh, Johnny Gaudreau with, with Daryl Sutter—that is oil and water. That that's not going to work." And instead, it has brought the the best out of Johnny Gaudreau. And I, I think now is kind of that last, I guess, frontier for for Johnny Gaudreau to meet because we we have established while while it has never been this good, we've established Johnny Gaudreau in the regular season go together very well. He is a very good regular season hockey player and all the discussions about contracts to me personally kind of uh, don't hold a lot of water until we get to the point where we are going to be next week, and that is the the postseason. So I, I guess my question for you, Audie, as uh, I feel like we do kind of have to reset. I'm Peter. He's Audie. Uh, this is Game Over Calgary, <laughs> and hopefully the technical issues are done. I think but, we're good now. I think we're good. Uh, knowing my luck, uh, they aren't for at all. But um, <laughs> but for, for Johnny Gaudreau, um, does this feel different? And I guess, do you feel confident that we are now going to go into a postseason where Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Gaudreau can thrive instead of, well, maybe the Flames need to figure out how to get something without that top line going? 
Well, yeah, I, I think the, the easy answer is yes. And, and the reason I say that is because it feels like they've been playing, excuse me, playoff games all year. Uh, kind of this, the system that Daryl Sutter has implemented the way I feel at least is, you know, every game is a playoff game, every game you see it, you know, tonight they come back, they come from behind. There's been lead changes uh, in, in tonight's game, even the, the game against Nashville, they score with, you know, 0.1 seconds on the clock left on the clock. Uh, they've been playing a playoff style of hockey all year, if you ask me. So I think, I think Gaudreau, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a different Gaudreau than what we're used to seeing in uh, you know, from the limited uh, limited games he has played in the, uh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that I, I don't know, I don't know about you. I'd like to hear what you think, but uh, you know, I, I definitely think it's going to be a, a different beast here. I, even tonight, just, just to see him, I think it was, it was in the dying seconds of the third period. And he whiffed on that shot that would have put them ahead by one. And he had a wide open net and just seeing his emotion when he got back to the bench, slamming his stick into the, you know, into the uh, bench, shaking his head, looking up in disbelief. This guy wants to win mm-hmm. uh, and then he's going to do whatever it takes. And I think it, it just, you know, they're doing it by committee too. Everybody's got the same uh, mindset. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Um, I, I think a, with all due respect to with who he's played before, he has the line mates now to, to get him there. And I mean, one of the, the sneaky things, and God, I feel like I'm being so negative. Um, they're, they're coming off of like a crazy win against Nashville. This game didn't matter. And the, the, this is the best season they've had. And now I'm just dumping on them for the first 10 minutes of the, the history of this program. But Matthew Kachuk sneaky needs to be better in the playoffs as well. But um, with Elias Lindholm, who I think the world of as a player, that this line does seem kind of set for it. And look at where Johnny Gaudreau scored that goal tonight. It wasn't um, from the, the highest slot or it wasn't from the circle. It wasn't anything like that. It was like right in front. And now that there wasn't a whole lot of resistance, but he's still right there and able to score that goal. And to, to your point, like, Daryl Sutter hockey requires you to play a playoff style of hockey. Um, and so because of that, I am confident that Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Gaudreau, sorry, can get the job done now when things matter the most. And I mean, A, he has to financially. B, he has to if this team's going to go anywhere. But C, I'm kind of excited now to see, now that I do kind of feel a bit more comfortable that Johnny can play this style of hockey, I'm excited to see where this Flames team can get to. Because you look at down the line, that second line, I have no issues with that second line potentially being able to play playoff hockey. Blake Coleman's kind of done it before. Andrew Mangiapane has been their best player in playoff series before, and Michael Backlund is just a rock. And then uh, a third line with Tyler DeFoley, and now apparently Dylan Dubé has entered the group chat. I just, I feel more confident going into this playoff series than I have at any point in the last forever with this team. What a time for Dylan Dubé to come out, eh? No kidding, Holy smokes, the doubt, like, I don't want to say doubters and haters. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't a, wasn't a hater, but we, I think again, we all knew what Dylan Dubé was capable of. And, and I just think it's taken him a while to kind of find his, uh, you know, find his niche, I guess, if you want to call it a niche or, mm-hmm. or find his style of game, kind of, kind of how it took, you know, Sam Bennett a, a long time to figure out what he is as an NHLer, And, you know, obviously that wasn't here in Calgary, but I, I, I truly think that Dylan Dubé is going to be a, uh, a focal point this playoffs. I think he's going to be, um, you know, one to look out for and, and definitely, you know, especially given his role, uh, they're going to be able to roll all four lines and, and, mm-hmm. and do it with authority. 
And have you noticed Milo Lucic is playing a little bit better now too? Like it, it that that whole peaking at the right time thing. Uh, now for Dubé, it was easy. It's a flat line, and that's who. But um, it, it does kind of yeah. feel like everyone is starting to play well at the right time. And now uh, again, like did they add? Um, they add to that fourth line as well. I, I just again like go on down the line defensively. I have no issues with this team. Like I, I just th- there isn't one real area on this team that I'm like, okay, well, this needs to get figured out. The power play was at the middle point of the season. That's been figured out with, with bells on. Um, is there, I guess, is there anything in this last game now coming up against Winnipeg where you're like, okay, I need to see this to feel better. Or are, are we just kind of set and Hey, just don't get hurt in this last game and we'll figure it out in the playoffs. That's kind of how, where I've been for the past while, honestly, is this team is a playoff team. We've known that they've, you know, they clinched the division, and all this stuff, they've got home ice until they, you know, maybe the third round if Colorado gets there or, or you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And obviously I'm speaking way ahead now, even in terms of the flames, but. All right, we're getting a killed internet stream here. Uh, I, I hope it's um, Audis and everyone can can still hear me. Um, so we're having a, a bit of an issue with, with Audis stream. But yeah, the, the Flames picking up uh, a 3-2 win. They have one more game left. That is tomorrow um, before they get set for a playoff matchup either with the um, uh, either with the Dallas Stars or with, and there goes Audi, um, either with the Dallas Stars or with the Nashville Predators. Uh, I am Peter Klein. This is Game Over Calgary, and we got the radio guy uh, in charge of video stuff for the first time in a while, and so that's that, that, that's going great. Oh, hey, look at that. You're back. What happened there? I have no idea. You, you were frozen. Oh, um, you were making an excellent point about maybe playing Colorado, um, yes. and now you're back. I think. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, this is going uh, dashingly uh, <laughs> yeah. in terms of technical difficulties. Welcome to uh, to Game Over Calgary, the uh, so professional <laughs> post game show. But yeah, to the to the point about the Avalanche, I think I, you lost, or yeah, maybe we got disconnected there when um, you know I was bringing up the fact that uh, was it was it about potentially playing the Avalanche in the third yeah. round and having home ice? Is that where I lost you? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, at this point I'm, you know, I'm pretty much on full force for, uh, for just, you know, get, get the playoff hockey into me now remaining cautiously optimistic. Cause I know a lot of flames fans are, uh, still upset about that, uh, playoff round against the avalanche where they got bumped in the first round. So we'll see what happens here, but I'm, I'm bringing on the playoff hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm there as well. I, I don't think, and like you said, um, we've been there for a bit with this team. Like I, I, I wanted to see a couple of guys round into form, and then Dylan Dubé did that, and oh boy, I, like there, there's just there isn't a like nit that you can pick on this Flames team right now. Like it, everything is just firing on all cylinders. Pardon the pun. Um, I, I feel like one of the the hotly debated issues over the last little bit on on Flames Twitter, and I think part of it is we don't really have a lot to be concerned about with the Flames right now, so we just kind of roll with it. As you're definitely frozen again, um, but. One of the the issues that we we have is Jacob Markstrom. And specifically, it's not how he is playing, because he's playing fine. It's that he's playing that gave people a a bit of an issue. And I I understand that the rest versus rust debate is as old as time itself. I personally had no problem with them going with Markstrom in this game. There was a couple of games down the stretch where I thought, boy, you know... 
Vladar could have got a start here. I would have loved to have seen Dustin Wolf when he was the emergency call-up in those games. Um, if Markstrom starts in the next game, we riot. But what have you thought, I, I guess, as I pray to God your internet stream works when I ask you this, uh, what, what have you thought of the play um, or usage, I guess, of Jacob Markstrom going on toward the postseason here? As I thought, I've left you speechless. So I understand that with, with goaltending um, for, a, I mean, any hockey team, right? Like, I, I'm sure there are hotly debated issues for goaltenders amongst the Columbus Blue Jackets, but specifically in a Canadian market, because everything is just so laser focused on just everything, right? I understand that there is a lot that people can get worked up about that maybe we shouldn't get worked up about. But I do think this goalie thing is a real issue. Um, with the, with the rest versus rust debate, I can understand you want to stay sharp. And I, I actually don't mind that Markstrom played in this game tonight. I actually don't mind that this was a, a Markstrom start because he had already taken a week off. And at some point, like I, I am team, I'm team rest at some point there's diminishing returns, right? Like at some point it's just too much. And we were getting to that point. So Markstrom playing in this game, I think makes a whole lot of sense. The issue becomes... This is a guy who has now played more hockey than he has at any point in his NHL career. He, uh, the most he had played, including postseason games in the NHL, was 60. Now, admittedly, I didn't go back and look at World Hockey Championships, and I, I probably could have tried that. Um, but I, I think for, for Markstrom, there there was a few times down the stretch where they could have kind of pick and ch picked and choose their spots. That's poor grammar, but you know what I mean. That They could have, uh, I guess, kind of figured out where they were at with him and maybe maybe he didn't need to play a game against Chicago and maybe he didn't get need to play against the Seattle Kraken and so that there is just this little inkling in the the back of my mind that there's that there was maybe too much asked of him and even tonight like I get you can't just go through the motions when you're playing goal in the National Hockey League and when you're uh, like you're competing and when you are playing in there, you don't necessarily want to be developing bad habits or, or anything like that. And so because of that, I, I don't think that you can have him just half-assing it, but holy crap, was I worried uh, when, when Markstrom on one of the like first plays of the hockey game, um, there's that chance in front and it was Kaprizov with the pass in front, and it was Hartman with a chance. And Markstrom, I think, thought the pass was going over to the far post, and instead it went basically right in front, and he had to do just an unbelievable save uh, in, order to, in order to keep the game scoreless. And at that moment, there was a bit of a, oh, with me, because there was great concern in... Um, in, uh, I think in this one, because I was just worried. I didn't want him to get hurt. That That's my main concern with Calgary at this point is I, I don't want this guy or any of these guys to get hurt. And he just, he makes that like lightning reflex move. He shoots the go-go gadget leg out. And there was just a, oh my God moment for, for him. Not that the puck could go in. Cause at that point, I'm just like, let it go in, man. But th there was a bit of concern there with, um, with just how aggressively he shot that leg out. But all's well that ends well. He's fine. I would imagine um, your friend of mine, Darth Blader, plays in the final game of the season, coming off of a, a Calgary loss at the hands of the Minnesota Wild. So as you can probably figure out by now, um, we're having a, a 
touch of the technical issues right now with uh, with Audi's internet connection. So we're going to uh, continue on here as as we try. Um, oh, and now we've lost me for a sec. There we go. I'm back. Um, it's an interesting time, obviously, with the Flames, because as we talked about with Audi, that there isn't a whole lot that needs to be figured out, and there isn't a whole lot that... Um, that there isn't a whole lot that you can establish and that there isn't a whole lot that you can prove for Calgary. There isn't improving in the standings. There, there isn't any of these sorts of things that, that you need to, to necessarily figure out. It's just kind of go on and, and make, like I said before, make sure you're staying healthy. But I think we have to appreciate that the flames got themselves into this spot, right? And how well they have played to get themselves here. And when you're looking at potential playoff opponents on the, the podcast that I do, I, I kind of ranked them in terms of who I would want to see and who I wouldn't want to see. Now, two of them are gone. Um, obviously, the Vancouver Canucks were the number one of the teams that were possible. I mean, yeah, it would be awesome if you could play Montreal in the first round, but that's not going to happen. Um, so, But I think when you're looking at potential matchups here at the end, you really would rather it be the Dallas Stars than the National Predators. And again, we got into trouble with this back in 2019 with the Flames and the Colorado Avalanche because everyone thought, yeah, Colorado is the perfect matchup for Calgary. Sure, they, they can skate really fast and they got some talent, but so do the Flames. They have the best top line in the National Hockey League. And that didn't necessarily go too well. So I, I can understand the picking and choosing of opponents gets a little bit iffy. But when we're looking at different matchups now, I think you look at how intense that series was, a uh, series of games, sorry, was with Nashville and how eh, it was against the Dallas Stars. And I think you would rather play Dallas than Nashville going into this one. And I think one of the takeaways that you have from every game that Nashville has played against the Flames this season, and quite frankly, every game that Nashville has played against anyone this season, is that if the Flames play Nashville in the first round of the playoffs, they are going to feel it for as long as they're in the playoffs. Whether it be a second round series against Edmonton or LA, and if they get that far, uh, a third round series against Colorado, the, the, the ramifications of a matchup against the Nashville Predators will be felt for the entirety of it. That, that is just the type of team that they are. And so while I appreciate from a, a Calgary perspective that they have... Um, grown as a hockey team and they have grown as, oh, wow, that's right. Uh, as they have grown as a, a team that can compete in the postseason, there's still some better matchups and still some not great matchups that, that you could have. Um, and I think that Nashville would be a not great matchup that you could have. So when, when we look at potential things coming up, it sure would be a whole lot better regardless of how improved the Flames are, to face the Dallas Stars instead of facing the Nashville Predators in round number one. Um, again, apologies for the technical difficulties on our end tonight here on Game Over Calgary. Um, it's funny because this game had all the intensity of a preseason game, and this is our preseason. We're figuring it out before the uh, the postseason. That's not, I mean, we're not just like, ah, whatever. Like, we're, we're taking this seriously, obviously. But um, working through a couple of things here as we look to peak at the right time for the postseason. But um, as we discussed previously, the main story of the day is Johnny Gaudreau as he reaches the 40-goal plateau for um, 
the third time this season that a Flames player has reached that. A remarkable feat when you think about it. Uh, the, the last time the Flames did that, it was Reichel, Roberts, and Flurry. So it's been a minute um, since the, that has happened. And an incredible feat for a Calgary team to, to be able to, to reach that. And I think, again, it, it speaks to what we talked about before with the effectiveness of Daryl Sutter's coaching and the, the impact that he has had. And I remember when, when Daryl Sutter was hired and the, the concerns about Johnny Gaudreau and, and I mean, to be fair, Sean Monaghan as well. And a lot of players on this team, right? And it's funny to, to look back at that hiring now, because I, I remember having the discussions like, okay, who does this help? Who does this hurt? Well, obviously it hurts Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau can't play Daryl Sutter hockey. But it definitely helps Sam Bennett. And now Sam Bennett isn't here, and Johnny Gaudreau's having the best season of his life. It, it's just, it's funny to me how those things kind of work. But I think credit needs to go to both sides on this one. I think Daryl, there's a lot of people that kind of put Daryl in a box. And I mean, his teams have had to, um, his teams have had to play a certain style to be able to, um, I guess, be successful, right? And, like, he, he has found a, a niche. Hey, that's my name. Um, he, he has found a way to, to have his teams play effectively as we try to get Audie in here. Um, he, he, he has had a way that his teams play successfully. And so because of that, he kind of gets branded as a certain type of coach. But uh, and this was something I, I always brought up. It's not like Daryl would just be, like, what, this goal-scoring thing? Pfft get those out of here. I want nothing to do with this as we welcome, um, we welcome Audie back into the conversation. Um, hi Audie. How are you? Do we have Audie? Audie bark twice if you're in Wisconsin. Nope. Okay, great. So anyway, like I was saying, um, probably a little bit poorly, but with, with Daryl, like Daryl Sutter's teams have always played a certain way, but I feel like because of that, he kind of gets typecast. And I, I think that you, you kind of, oh, well, he, speed skilled guys. Daryl's going to hate that. Uh, no, Daryl is probably going to be a, a big fan. Let's just close that. Let's get my name out of there. Um, Daryl is probably going to be a, a pretty big fan of guys who can, like, actually score goals and put the puck in the net and contribute. And however they do that, he's going to find a way to be successful and have them be successful. Johnny Gaudreau is too talented of a player to just throw that guy away, right? So I think credit needs to go to Daryl for assessing, okay, what do I need to do to get the most out of this guy? Because he is the one who kind of stirs the drink here. And you could try to trade him. A, his trade value was never lower than it was going into last offseason because the entire world thought the Flames were going to trade him. And B, you're never going to get the return there. That That's not like... A lot of times, four quarters doesn't equal a dollar in, in these types of trades. You know what I mean? So I, I think Daryl kind of recognized, okay, we're not getting rid of this guy. I maybe don't even want to get rid of this guy. Let's try to maximize this. How do we do that? Well, let's put him with the two best players on the team and figure the rest out later. And they did that and it worked. But I think credit also needs to go to Johnny Gaudreau for understanding that he needed to play a different style of hockey and he needed to play with different styles of hockey players in, in order to be successful. You go back to some of those first games of Johnny Gaudreau under Daryl Sutter and, oh boy, like, it looked like he... <laughs> 
there was a couple of times he was asked to do uh, a dump and chase. And it looked like he hadn't dumped a puck into the offensive zone in 15 years. The puck was going out of play. It was flying all over the place. He had to adjust and he had to change his game as well. And, and I think Johnny Gaudreau and Daryl Sutter both deserve a lot of credit. In terms of what does this mean overall for Johnny Gaudreau? A, a whack load of money. That's obvious. But B, I think it also means that this is someone who, um, and it was wrote about in The Athletic today, this is someone who needs to be a Hart Trophy finalist. Like, I think we all agree Austin Matthews is going to win this, the the, the Hart Trophy. I, and, may, and maybe you don't, but he's at least going to be on a lot of people's ballots. He scored 60. So, you know, if we're saying, hey, Johnny Gaudreau should be on there because he scored 40. Hmm. And then it'll, I would imagine, be one of the Edmonton guys. Uh, potentially one, um, a few votes for Roman Yossi as well would be my guess anyway. But, I mean, we've seen weirder things happen. But Johnny Gaudreau at least deserves to be in this conversation. And when you look at the bigger conversation around Johnny Gaudreau and the contract discussions that could be had afterwards, a lot of that is getting decided now. As much as we talked about it all season long, about 8 by 10 8 by 11 with every goal that he scored and with every assist that he made and with every fantastic dangle that he had, this is now the time where those contracts get, and it's not like if he has a bad playoff, oh, three by three, like he's obviously going to get paid. But we are now getting to a point with Johnny Gaudreau where he has to show that he has for real taken this step this time. It, it is not enough to put up amazing point totals in the regular season. He's done that, 99, and now whatever he's going to end at this year. We, we have established he can do it now. It is the playoff time that he needs to get his stuff together and get his stuff going for the Calgary Flames. I think he will. That That's just me personally. I, I am a firm belief that with Kachuk, who is playing at a higher level, with Lindholm, who is criminally underrated nationally, this is a player and this is a team that is set up for playoff success, I think, better than they have been at any point over the last, even going back to, to the 18-19 season, where they had a crazy regular season and got taken to the woodshed by Colorado. Even with that, with winning that, that Pacific Division, I don't feel as good, or I didn't feel as good about that team as I do about this team. This one just has a, a bit of a different feel to it. And so, as we close what's been a remarkably flawless broadcast this evening, I, my, my message is, I guess, just Flames fans enjoy this. You know, like, we, we don't often, or as Flames fans, there hasn't been a lot to cheer about basically my entire lifetime, right? Like, I, I was born in November of 89, so I was born after the the, the Stanley Cup win in 1989. So from, the, the, from Peter Klein on out, it's been 2004, you had a great playoff series against the Canucks, who are one of the worst playoff teams in the last 15 years. There hasn't been a lot to celebrate. I get that there is sometimes a tendency from a fan base, especially one that's been beaten down as much as this one has, to be skeptical and to kind of had your have your guard play put up a little bit. This is a legitimately fun team, minus tonight because this game sucked tonight. Uh, but this is a legitimately fun team that has a legitimate chance to do something special. You don't have to be the one who can say I told you so at the end. If it sucks and it ends up flaming out, pardon the pun, the same way it always has, then we we can all collectively grieve together. But I would, if you want my personal opinion. Which, I mean, if, if you're tuned in at this point and you don't want it, I don't know what you're here for. Um, 
just unabashedly love this and just enjoy the heck out of it because this has the potential to be a great ride. The, the world is burning down around us. It, it's kind of been a crappy couple of years. Not sure if you've noticed. So use this as something to get genuinely excited about because this, ha again, it has the potential to be really great. And if it's not, we get to come on here every, after every game and yell and scream about it. And that'll be cathartic and, and therapy. So uh, thank you all. I promise the next one tomorrow uh, will be better. And we're going to uh, to work out the kinks and keep this going. I, I am so excited and so thankful to uh, to the network for giving me this opportunity. Um, Audi is messaging saying he feels horrible. He shouldn't. The, the internet happens. Don't worry about it, dude. We'll get it figured out. Um, thank you all to you. Please, um, I I've, I've, haven't had to do one of these before. Uh, please like the video please. Uh, please remember to uh, subscribe. You can also get this, maybe not this one, but um, ones after this in podcast form, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can find me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein. Thank you all so much for sitting through this. 